the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back for hour two. I'm Randy Corcoran. You're a pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism. Texts are on fire tonight. Uh, one particular texter taking tremendous exception with my defense of Lauren Boebert. And uh, very, very, very interesting. A lot of comments on Congressman Ken Buck and this sudden interesting turn. And... Uh, also, during the break, I was looking through my brand-new, just-received, signed Mark Levin, The Democrat Party Hates America. Cannot wait to jump into this. Uh, many of you know I've got just a tiny bit of history with Levin and uh, uh, speeches that we gave um, in Washington, D.C. Gosh, what, four or, five, four or five years ago, maybe? I think it was the 10th anniversary of the Tea Party, something like that. But... Um, Anytime Mark Levin writes something, I love to read it, so I can't wait to get my... And I haven't been reading a lot, just too distracted, poor attention span, just the weird things that happen to you when you have a tremendous loss in your life. But uh, we're still punching back and clawing back and talking back, and we've always been good at that. And we're going to turn our attention right now to another very important topic, because... If you're paying attention at all, you understand that this administration is taking advantage of the remaining time that they have left, the power of executive orders, the slowness of courts to to stop things or solve things or, or correct them when they've been done improperly, and they're trying to absolutely rip. We were on the verge, virtually energy independent in just four short years under President Donald J. Trump. And the efforts, the actions of this administration have done everything within their power to shut down clean energy production in this country, which raises the cost of everything, lowers the quality of life for people around the world who can't afford to get cheap and efficient energy to use. They're pushing us toward these electric cars and when we don't have the electric systems to support them, you know, California with all of their mandatory, um, with their push on electric cars and the thousands upon thousands of dollars you can get from the federal government, from state governments in California, even here in Colorado, if you buy an electric car. And then in California, they've got rolling brownouts. Hey, thanks for buying that electric car. Please don't drive it on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You know, it's just a matter of total insanity. And the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine jumps in, jumps on, promotes the lines that's in the news. They blame everything on climate change, that amorphous term that they created when they first tried, you know, the dangers of global cooling, and then the Earth started to warm again, and then it was global warming, and then they realize, well, gosh, sometimes the earth warms, sometimes the earth cools, so we've got to come up with something that explains away everything. They want to tax you to death. They want to lower your 
quality of life and the hypocrites who fly around the world on their private jets to UN meetings and global summits and all the other nonsense that they do won't change their manner of living one iota for you. And so thankfully, a group of absolute brainiacs got together and put together a documentary that we're going to talk about right now. You have an opportunity to see it and then participate in a panel discussion after this coming Thursday. And it looks like I've been able to rearrange my schedule so that I will get a chance to be there as well. We're going to talk with one of those brainiacs now, my good friend Kim Munson. Kim, welcome back to the show. Oh, Randy, it is great to be with you. And the guys are the brainiacs. I'm just the moderator. And I'm glad you've been able to rearrange your schedule to be one of our VIP guests. So that will be awesome this Saturday out at Rockley's Event Center, this Saturday the 28th. Or excuse me, Thursday. Thursday, 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 please, yeah. (laughs) If it's Saturday, I'm going to be here. So, yeah, don't change that on me. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Very good. Well, it's... You know, we had a group, uh, well, we had Ramey Johnson and her husband, Walt, who's a a pillar of this documentary. He addressed the Rappo Tea Party group when we had our meeting a week or so ago, and um, and it was fascinating. And so I'm always so interested in this topic anyway because they're literally ripping away the ability for you know, third world countries, people who are trying to claw their way up and out from poverty to have a higher quality of life. And then what they want to do to clean up the environment without being able to impact what India or China do in any way, shape or form is have the American taxpayer carry this financial burden on our backs and then diminish our quality of living in the process. Well, you you've really nailed it, Randy. And we need to have this honest conversation about the, this complete agenda. Uh, it is very possible to have a healthy planet and human flourishing at the same time. Uh, what we see with this agenda on the whole climate uh, um, question out there is really, as you mentioned, the hypocrisy of the elites that are jetting around the world of China and India building um, coal-fired plants almost every day is my understanding with China, yet we here in America are trying to kneecap our our, uh, energy industry and prevent Americans from having abundant, affordable, efficient, and um, reliable energy. And they never talk about the source of this electricity. These chargers for these electric cars use massive amounts of electricity, especially the superchargers. And where does that come from? We, we can't put up enough windmills to produce it. We've got clean, natural gas. We even have an ability to burn coal in a clean way that is, you know, a much more clean way than we've ever done in the past. And so it's always pie in the sky with the radical left. And, and I don't know if you agree with me or not. I'm guessing you probably do. That this goes far beyond the Save the Planet agenda. This is the Get Everyone Under Control agenda. You've nailed it, Randy. I totally agree with you on this, because if you can control the power that has been the energy that's empowering our lives and start to constrict uh, availability to everyday people of something like electricity, 
you know, electricity for refrigeration, electricity to keep pharmaceuticals cool that people might need, like if they're on diabetes or whatever, it, it, to start to restrict that, it is headed towards human misery instead of human flourishing. And only for you and me, not for them. Right. Yeah, they won't they won't change their manner of living one iota. So you've got some real powerhouses. Um, are you moderating also the panel discussion that will occur after this after the screening? I'm actually going to be on the panel, and Dave O'Rourke, who is one of our media liaisons, is flying in from California, and he will be moderating the panel discussion. So that should be super interesting. And he's really, he's watched the film a number of times and has really, really believes in this, the Socratic method of, of, of asking the questions that I think are many people are, are asking. And Walt Johnson, as you mentioned, this is really his brainchild. And he wanted to have a, a movie about this. He said, there's many great books out there, but he thought it was time for a good documentary. I know there's one other, well, there's others out there, but people have told us that this and Alex uh, Alex Epstein's documentary on climate change, that these are two of the top uh, uh, top, uh, documentaries out there. We're talking about the documentary, A Climate Conversation, A Search for the Truth. You can get more information at aclimateconversation.com, aclimateconversation.com. The people who put this thing together, including Kim Monson, who moderates the movie and will be a panelist uh, after the showing, will all be around to answer your questions. And uh, how long does the film run? It's just under, it's about 58 minutes. Okay, so we're not talking about, you know, you're dragging people out and keeping him under your thumb for, you know, just under two hours or whatever to try and pound the message home. That's a perfect length for... Uh, a sort of an introductory film like this. Well, and I also want to mention uh, Colton Moyer, who uh, Walt uh, hired Colton to be the producer-director. And Colton has just created something so thought-provoking. And uh, again, he, he asked the right questions and was just an excellent director-producer. And so I want to give a shout-out to Colton as well. Some of the comments about A Climate Conversation, new documentary offers science-based relief from alarmism. We all, This is another classic tool of the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine. A majority of scientists, 900 scientists say this, but there's thousands of other scientists who say exactly the opposite, and the other side of the story never gets told. So for people who want to join us, how you, you're you selling tickets, correct? Correct. And that's uh, $20 Thursday. for an individual, $30 for a couple. All right. And there's there'll be food, there'll be drink, um, even the imbibing kind for those so inclined. And the movie's short enough, you can have a drink and you won't fall asleep when you get into that second hour. <laughs> And uh, now I'm not familiar with this location. Uh, what uh, what's it like? What is this facility? Okay, it's an event center. You're probably familiar with different event centers, you know, throughout the metro area. Rockley's event center uh, is um, open for special events because, so of course, they do weddings and conferences. And we thought that this was just a great place to come together to uh, have the screening for the movie. Well, very cool. I will be flying in from the People's Republic of California, so I'll already have a taste of 
you know what life is like over there. It'd be good to get <laughs> good to get home and and get right to you guys. So, how do people get their tickets? And do you have uh, do you still have some tickets left? We do still have some tickets left, and they can they can go to my website. That's kimmunson.com, M-O-N-S-O-N.com, and the link is there. Or as you mentioned earlier, Randy, it's a climateconversation.com. Uh, they can buy tickets there as well. I assume that um, that Governor Polis or local leaders have already put up restrictions about as far as driving to see this film. We're going to have to <laughs> ride our bikes, bring our electrics, or walk in. Is there? <laughs> Or, or is there they, ample? They, ha- they haven't. They haven't done that yet. But um, we haven't heard back from him on his invitation either. So I'll let you know. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, doors open at six o'clock this Thursday, September twenty eighth. The screening begins at seven. There'll be food there, taco bar, I think, and um, right. and beverages, including the adult kind and. Um, Looks like I'll be back in time to go. I'm very, very excited about that. So, Kim, I will look forward to seeing you there and invite everybody to go to a climateconversation.com, a climateconversation.com. Thanks, Randy, and we'll see you on Thursday. Thank you so much, Kim. God bless. Text messages coming in. Kim always talks about one of our fundamental freedoms, our freedom of mobility, and that is what the communists hate. According to the communists, you need to stand in a in hot in the snow and the rain and wait. Oh, stand in. Hmm, I'm not sure what that meant, but stand in the snow, stand in the rain. Oh, stand in the heat, snow, rain, and wet, and wait for the bus to come. Yeah, no kidding. And and look at what they're doing. Look at these these cubicles that they're building to move people into these 600 square feet, you know, living spaces with a tiny little balcony and that where you can come outside and, and get the apparently much cleaner air. And I've noticed, if I'm reading this correctly, that um, they're building these massive parking garages next to some of these that I'm seeing. So they're assuming that people are going to be bringing their cars. I suppose they'll all be, you know, have charging stations in every driveway. But the traffic is going to be extraordinary. They're just packing people on top of each other, into every corner. And it is absolutely terrifying. By the way, I mentioned in the opening segment about a rollover car crash that I saw. And let me see if I can... There's so many texts here. Oh, there it is. Hi, Randy. This was on Parker Road, a rollover. People were outside, you know, milling around. One guy was pretty animated but didn't look angry or anything. Actually, from what I could tell, it had a smile on his face. And I had said I didn't see any skid marks. There was no other car or anything there. But these folks were driving right by it. it. says, hi, Randy. My wife and I were heading north on Arapahoe Road, came on the accident. There were skid marks. They went sharply off the road. It appeared to be an old Studebaker. But it was hard to tell from all of the damage. Might have been a malfunction. Wowza. How about starting off your Saturday and just going about your merry way and middle of the afternoon, you're rolled over in a ditch in your Studebaker. That is, but it did not look like there were people that were hurt. Again, no ambulances were around or anything. So just weird, just the weird things that are happening in the world right now. All right, let's uh, let's squeeze in one call before we go to our next break. Jack's been waiting. Jack, our old buddy from Wyoming is back. Welcome. Hey, Randy, I like listening to Munson. The, uh, uh, the the liberal Democrat communists had better stop worrying about climate change and worry about political change because that's what's going to be the end of them, and it's coming real quick. 
they're talking about all this energy and all that. Well, I, my my uh, my stock portfolio's got dozens and dozens of different things in it. But anyway, my Liberty Oil Field Services grew uh, in value by thirty thousand dollars last week alone. So yeah, yeah, all oil and gas is dead. Well, geez, man. Keep, keep thinking that. If if we ever have that meeting, um, I guess the drinks and dinner are on you. But the, uh, but as soon as the insurance companies, after that Fremantle Highway ship burning down, deci- decides it's no longer going to insure anything connected with electric vehicles or, or battery-powered anything, you'll be able to short Tesla and become a multi-bajillionaire. And I don't, I don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but the insurance companies are in control of that. Think about it. Can you imagine, Jack, as rickety as our electrical grid is in this country, how vulnerable it is? If we were relying solely on electric for transportation, how easy it would be to shut this country down. They, uh, well, they could run everything on natural gas and have everything mechanical, and they wouldn't have to have a single computer if they were smart. But they, <laughs> they're not smart. <laughs> no, no. And I, I agree the change is coming, and, and the, the left is radically worried about it. Well, I mean, it's you know they thrive on propaganda, but the, but the, the whole this whole idea of windmills and our, our company works on windmills, by the way, <laughs> and the whole this is all Pollyannic. It's nonsense. What all the Democrats have to do is say, we're going to create a law that says we have to invent a, a perpetual motion machine, and you've got six months to do it in, or else. I mean, that's what they're saying. They're, it's Pollyannic. It's, they're talking about mandating something uh, through Congress that's not doable. I mean, that's what it's all about. All right. Well, Jack, I'm I'm sorry that you just so rarely have anything to say. <laughs> you know me. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Bye. All right, we do need to take our break. 303-696-1971 is the number. 696-1971. No more guests, you and me, to the end of the show. And if you want to cry in your Wheaties over the 42-6 to 6 spanking that Deion Sanders and the CU Buffs earned today up there in Oregon... Um, no, it's the wrong show to call for that. I am. I was a huge CU fan. Went to both Orange Bowls. Was sitting there when they punted to Rocket Ishmael, and he ran it back for a touchdown. And my buddy and I were like, my buddy was freaking out. All the Notre Dame fans around us were screaming in our faces. And I was like, flag, flag. And I got to ask Bill McCartney, by the way, why he kicked to Rocket Ishmael at the end of that game. Game was in hand. Why you would kick to Ishmael. And it was kind of funny. We were at a church event, I think, and and Bill, like, Coach, one question, man. Why in the world did you kick to Rocket Ishmael? And he smiled, and he rubbed his chin and cocked his head, and he looked at me, and he said, the devil made me do it. And if you know the history of Bill McCartney, that was a pretty funny thing. But, um, yeah, the, the wokeness in the NFL and the NBA, almost into the NHL, it really, I've just broke my sports habit. So I don't care. I'm happy if CU can, you know, change their attitude. I am so grateful that a someone who could, appears, and I don't know Deion Sanders from the man in the moon, but appears to be a genuine, God-fearing, Jesus-loving, unafraid to share his faith leader of men and young men is having tremendous success up there. I think that's excellent. But as far as records and who wins the game, I I used to care so much and I could care less. Anyway, 303-696-1971 as we run to our break here on 710 KNUS.
Simon and Garfunkel, of course, from 1970. And I was wrong about that last song, the year of the um, Jay and the Americans. Caramia was 1960, not 1963. And for some reason, these older songs are just uh, touching my heart these days. And so they are popping up in our bumper music. Quick update on the lawsuit, the effort to keep Donald Trump off of our ballot. Interestingly enough, the petitioners, um, former or once supposed Republican Mario Nikolai, he of the masked image on his Twitter account, at least it was the last time that I looked, and Martha Tierney, Eric Olson, Donald Sherman, uh, I guess those are some of the lawyers. Let's see here. Yeah, Martha Tierney, Nikolai, there we, there we are. But they filed a motion to dismiss their claim, their first claim. And um, so that is pending. I'm certain there'll be no objection to that. And the Trump campaign has filed a motion to dismiss Scott Gessler on behalf of President Trump. And then um, the lawyer from Jay Sekulow's group, the American Center for Justice and Law, Law and Justice, has also filed a motion to dismiss on behalf of the Colorado State Republican Party, the state central committee. And that whole thing, if it's not dismissed on pleadings, and I can think of a number of reasons why it should be, but if it's not dismissed on the pleadings, um, then there'll be a motion to hear the, I'm guessing this will be to hear the motions arguments. That's on October 13th. There. Then will be a one, two, three, four, five day court trial is set to play this case out. And that starts on October the 30th and runs through November 3rd. So that's the status there with regard to the Colorado lawsuit to overturn the unconstitutional Proposition 108, the unconstitutional open primary mandate here in Colorado. The answer is due, or there may be a motion to dismiss filed by the Secretary of State, but that answer is due, as I recall, on October the 2nd. So I should have double-checked that. A lot of deadlines and all the court cases going on in, that I'm working on, but um, obviously I'm one of the counsel, uh, co-counsel on that with my good buddy, John Eastman, and hard for me to believe that there are people out there who are so small in their thinking, so small in their perspective on life uh, at this or any stage of life that they'd be gloating about someone who is under absolute political attack, lawfare, and very likely to lose his license to practice law in the state of California. Someone who's among the most accomplished constitutional scholars in the world and in, you know, in certainly in my lifetime. And, uh, but that's, that's what we deal with on this side of the aisle. People who have no understanding about the legal arguments that were made about the actions that were taken, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just glad that, uh, this is a long game that is going to play out for a long time. And, I'm very confident in the victories that are underway. 
Joe Biden appointed a gentleman. I'm not even going to say gentleman. I hate when people do that when they're talking about crooks and cronies and cronyists and leftists. The secretary of education is a guy named Miguel Cardona. Miguel Cardona. And here's what he had to say this last week. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations um, around what's best for kids. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. People misbehaving in public and then acting as though they know what's right for kids. He's talking about parents. He's talking about you if you have children or you've raised children who have children now. And then I just love the way the left plays this game. Listen to just the beginning of this for a second. There was civility. Oh, yes. We could disagree. Right. We could have healthy conversations. Oh, my goodness. Um, Until what- those people on the right started to win again. Until moms and dads started showing up at school board meetings and saying, you will not sexualize our kids. You will not put your disgusting pornography into our libraries. You will not give them sex education and gender education and believe that you can get away with doing that without asking me first, without letting me see the curriculum. And so when they start to get on the losing side, then they lament. They will, you know, the FBI will label you a domestic terrorist. This politicized Justice Department, this politicized left will label you a domestic terrorist if you show up at a school board meeting in protest of this sexualization, this demonization of our children. But now, now that that's happening, now that these movements are occurring, now that school boards are being flipped, now that more and more parents are waking up, now that people are showing up and saying, you know, men dressed as women in tight, provocative, uh, partially nude outfits, gyrating in front of our kindergartners is not appropriate. Then they go to the. Oh, we used to be able to talk about these things. Really, when did we used to be able to talk about our differences in politics? Was that back during the founding when people would wind up out in the field in a duel? When someone would get hit over the head right on the floor of the House of Representatives with an opponent's cane? What fantasy world are these people living in? I go back to the series of texts that I had with someone who's just... So disappointed, so disappointed about Lauren Boebert and her behavior and the fact that I would support her. wish I could find this series of texts now very quickly, but maybe I can do that on the break. Uh, Because I'm unwilling to be lectured to by imperfect people who cover up the sexual dalliances and the the domestic violence and the divorces, and the affairs, and the bribery, or in Joe Biden's crime family case, the taking massive payments from the Chinese and others, Ukrainians, the Joe Biden 
blackmail of Ukrainian officials to keep a billion dollars away from them until they fired a prosecutor that was investigating their son. I'm not going to be lectured to by those people because someone has an awful night. Uh, two texters wrote in and said, yeah, you know, the touchy-feely in the dark, maybe maybe that's okay. And, and nobody buys the fact that they were doing it in front of children. They were in a dark theater. But two people texted in and said, but, but, but she was vaping. Oh, my God, smokeless smoking in a theater. She should not only be ripped out of Congress, but she should be thrown out of the state, perhaps thrown out of the United States of America. Listen, I was not excited about this behavior. I, I, we don't need our people on the right do not need this kind of attention because we know what the sport coat boys like Kyle Clark and the soft underbellied Republicans in our party will do with this kind of thing. They'll cluck and they'll point fingers and they'll judge and they'll decide that, oh my God, we can do better than this. And then get rid of people who fight, who wear their passion on their sleeve, including apparently in a dark theater once in a while. Those folks, I just ask, please, please, pull your head out, look around you and see the world that we're living in. Understand the nature of the fight that has been, that we've been sucked into. They burned our cities. They've opened our border. What was the number I saw? Was it 90,000? I, I actually did snap a picture of this. So I wouldn't. 45,000. And of course, the news report says illegal immigrants. 45,000 illegal alien invaders encountered at our border in just five days. And with it, the child trafficking, with it, the fentanyl, with it, the uh, just the criminals that are coming in, the potential terrorists, some that have been caught. Most, you can darn well bet, have not. And we're going to sit and dwell on and cluck our tongues and wag our fingers because a fighter for liberty who came out of nowhere and has put herself in a position to push back on AOC and Nancy Pelosi and the radical left with power, with a broad audience. And we're going to say, oh, my God, if you support her, I, I just I can't uh, I can't be affiliated with our party anymore. In fact, you, Mr. National Committee man, Mr. Corcoran, you're you're part of the problem with our party now. I wasn't part of the problem with your party 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or over the last 40 years when we've been unable to elect a Republican governor. I wasn't a part of the problem with your party when we wound up with, you know, Walker Stapleton to take on Jared Polis. When the Republicans brought in outside money to take Tom Tancredo out of a governor's race, and ensure that Bob Beaupre, a very nice person, I've never, ever heard a negative word from him. Um, 
sent a very gracious condolence card to me and my family when my wife died. Nothing personal here. But we need battle-hardened fighters. We're in the dying throes of our republic right now. And we're on the precipice of letting it slip away. And people are going to lecture me for supporting a warrior who had admittedly a very bad day over groping in the dark and vaping. And then I guess denying it like a child caught with her cookie hand in the cookie jar. And I have to admit, I have not gone back and read or watched the videos and all this stuff. I just haven't. I've heard enough about it that I think I'm portraying it relatively accurately. I get it. But what would you have me do? Turn it over to one of the old guard establishment Republican losers who intend to primary her this time around who won't stand up? Will they go and do the Ken Buck Act in Congress? Will they go and be the next Mitt Romney or Mitch McConnell? Done. Done saying I'm sorry for standing up for fighters in our party because time is short. So put that in your vape pipe and smokelessly smoke it as we run to our next break. Our phone number, 303-696-1971. 696-1971, I'm Randy Corcoran at 643. You're listening to 710 KNUS. Major Lance, who really hit it big in Britain in the 70s, that song, creatively titled Um, 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 was came out in 1960. But that dude was literally Mr. R&B in his time. And uh, when I stumble across old songs like that, and they just they just trigger a uh, – it, it may have been played – I may have been in my crib when that came across the radio. I don't know. There was a lot of music in my house when I was growing up. But I just like to share the fun ones with you when I find them, and I hope that you enjoy it too. Our phone number here is 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. I'll jump on the phones here in one second. But I do want to remind you about what I think is going to be a real fun event. I go to these Capital Club events for the Colorado State GOP quite often. I have missed a couple over the last two, three months for obvious reasons. But um, the... Uh, the point is they're a good fundraiser for the party and they bring, you know, important political figures in, get updates from the legislature, sometimes very special events. Um, and I'm, I always love being around active Republicans and some of them disagree with me and we have good conversations. I love having a good conversation, uh, including if you disagree. But this one that's coming up on October 7th is really special, and it's down in Colorado Springs, first time as far as I know, at least in the years that I've been a Capital Club member. It'll be at Biagi's Restaurante in Colorado Springs, and what's cool about it and the reason that they're taking it down to Colorado Springs is because Jaden Rodriguez, the young Gadsden flag student kid, who just stuck it in the face of the woke leftists at his school is going to be the featured speaker. 
So I don't know what my court schedule is or anything. I haven't looked that far ahead, but I'm going to I'm going to juggle whatever I can if I can. And I hope that you'll join us at the Capitol Club. Just go to coradogop.org and um, and look up the Capitol Club. You can join it. You can attend once. It's 50 bucks. It's a it's a nice lunch and it's not cheap. Um, but it helps the party, and um, and to meet this kid I think will be very, very exciting. So I hope you'll do that. ColoradoGOP.org, Capital Club, October 7th. This young man, Jaden Rodriguez, who literally went viral and um, stuck it in the face of the woke left. And before I jump on the phone, how nice is that when we have people at the top of the administrative food chain like this clown – that Joe Biden appointed. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations um, around what's best for kids. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. I am Miguel Cordona, and if you are a parent, you know nothing about children. You are to be silenced. Stay out of the school. Stay out of the school board. Go sit down and shut up. Well, that wouldn't have worked with Jaden Rodriguez. and <laughs> I can't wait to meet this kid. I hope I can be there. I hope you'll be there as well. Let's get back to the phones with Marilyn in Denver, who's been patiently waiting. Marilyn, thank you and welcome. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. I just wanted to fill you in on a little tidbit of information. Uh-oh. So, uh, my ex-husband's wife was there, and she was two rows ahead of Bopart. Hey, Marilyn, are you in your car or on a speaker? Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to pull over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm uh, here. Let me do that. There you go. Oh, that's better. So, I, um, I saw this picture of her. And she had done a selfie in the back. And the playbill has a warning on it that the play has smoke machines for the Beetlejuice play. So, you know, it's kind of like the smoky scenes and smoke's coming up. So I'm really kind of um, surprised that nobody is saying, well, in this play, there was smoke. There was smoke in the play. And I think that's kind of uh, the irony. You know, the guy touching her boobs, I think that was a little upset. Um, You know, like, don't do that at a play. But because um, clearly you can see that he, that's what he was doing. Well, yeah, but and, remember, this is a pitch dark. This was a security camera, infrared camera. Um, I, I agree. Don't, you know, take it to a freaking room. I mean, or to a car. Uh, yeah, car and go I, that, I, you know? I'm with you. But it was dark. And I, I'm just not going to be lectured to by these self-righteous, soft, underbellied Republicans and especially by the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine or the radical left about bad behavior because two adults got frisky or somebody was smoking something smokeless in a theater. Don't do it anymore. Be embarrassed. Say your mea culpas. Grow up a little bit and go back to work and fight because you're a fighter and we can't afford to lose you. Exactly, and I agree. And I really like what she says and does. Um. The, the irony of it, too, though, is there is a Democrat woman running in, I think it's Pennsylvania, for the Democrat side, and she's putting out soft porn or porn with her husband. I don't know if you saw that. 
I did. And they were saying, oh, this is. I did see that story, and I just never saw suit coat boy Kyle Clark. Of course, I don't ever watch his show, so I wouldn't see it. But I would have probably heard about it if he had covered it. Uh, But you just don't hear those stories on the media. It's No, you don't. So until that hypocrisy, that uneven playing field, it exists in our legal system. It exists certainly in our media um, Hollywood, which is you know suffering terribly right now, thankfully. Um, I love it. I do too. But until some of that balances out, I'm just not going to get um, pushed away from people who are standing up for our liberty because of stupid mistakes like that. Now you know, get uh, molest a child, injure someone at drunk or driving, or you know, there's all kinds of things. There are limits that we all have. But this does not come close to rising to that. I think her mistake, big mistake, was just not owning up to it and going, yeah, I was just being silly. I was just being silly and goofy with my boyfriend and shouldn't have done that. Okay, move on. And I think that we have to, as a group, as a GOP, Republican, whatever, is just not let the argument go on and answer back to say, okay, yeah, like Russell Brand, what they're doing to Russell Brand who I personally thought was a crazy maniac in the 2000s. Now he's cleaned up his act. He's cleaned up his life. He's no longer a heroin addict. You know who Russell Brand is, right? Sure. Okay. They're trying to cancel him now. Cancel him? You've got the country of England going after him. I know. I mean, his own country is going, hey, hey, Rumble, take him down. Hey, you know, and I, I am really, really... I'm wondering if people are really paying attention that it's the free thinkers. Russell Brand is not a Republican at all, but he's a free thinker. Uh, Joe Rogan's a free thinker. These men have kind of just kind of been kind of like, hey, you know, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't, you know, I, I, I kind of like seeing what reality is and what our country is up against. And they speak about it. Well, boom, boom, what you did 15 years ago which, by the way, was legal in England. She was 16. I think it's really weird that he did that when he was 30. I, but it's legal. Changed the law. But, um, but at the same time, he didn't break the law. And the man is not guilty of anything until it's in a, in a court of law. I don't, I don't know why. This, but it's social media. It's the Kyle Clarks. It's, it's all of this. And uh, I think that that's, what they, that's the only thing they've got left, to tell you the truth. Well, you, uh, you've closed up out the hour very, very well, Marilyn, and I'm so glad that you hung on since I've been on a bit of a rant tonight. And uh, so thank you very much for that. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and God bless. All right, and man, oh, man, special love to my friend Carol in Lakewood. Uh, you know why prayers and all. Health stuff is just such a bitch. So, but thank you for listening. And um, by the way, we've got one more hour of the show. I've got some great audio for you. We'll get to some more of your calls. I'm hoping to get a little bit of insight out of this Mark Levin book, my new signed copy in my hands, The Democrat Party Hates America. We'll see what we do next. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.